This is CliffCentral.com. But we must get on to Anthea with the finance. Anthea is on the telephone today. Anthea, hello. Hi, Ben. Oh, there you are. I see it. Turn you up a little bit, Anthea. Oh, turn it up. Yeah, there we go. How's that? I think I can hear you. Can you hear me properly? Yeah, it's okay, Anthea, but it's not the best. Yeah, no. My my computer's just died, Ben, so I would have done Skype, which is normally very good, but very strange phenomenon this morning. All right, Anthea, that's okay. We're not going to hold it against you, but what's going on in the money? So we had a fantastic week last week, I mean, particularly good, not only because the stock market was up, but it was up despite a very strong rand. We broke through 12 to the U.S. dollar on Wednesday. We're currently trading at about 11.87. I mean, it's it, it's not just positive South African sentiment or emerging market sentiment. It's also the weaker U.S. dollar and higher commodity prices. So all of it's kind of coming together to just give us a really great week. It is the first time that the RAND has broken through 12 since April 2015. So everyone's wow. feeling very positive. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's also that... Um, Cyril Ramaphosa and the Secretary Yaho were in Davos, um, and they seem to have turned investor sentiment quite positive. In fact, Kanyaho was saying that he's looking to see the end of corruption in South Africa. So, and, and not only that, but I think investors are really buying it, and it's amazing to see how quickly investor sentiment does turn. Mm. We've had huge money inflows into the stock market. That's also a little bit driven by emerging markets. I think emerging market valuations are fairly um, undervalued, if you like, I guess is the word, at the moment compared to developing markets. And so investors are just going uh, to emerging markets looking for value, which is fantastic for us, of course. You know, South Africa always seems to benefit when that happens, almost immediately, I should say. And then a couple of companies in the news. Woolworths reported not last week, the week before, but last week turned around and said that they were writing down the David Jones purchase um, of 7 billion rand. So they spent 22 billion buying it uh, in 2014. They spent more money trying to keep this thing afloat and just, you know, make it turn around. They haven't really managed. It's done absolutely terrible. To be honest, when the deal happened, there was a guy in Australia called Liu, L-E-W, who kind of went up against Woolworths and said he wouldn't sell his share in David Jones unless they paid a huge premium for it, which they eventually did. So it just shows, even though sometimes companies can be good purchases, if you're paying too much of a premium, it's actually just not going to work in your favor. Sure. and then talk about companies paying little premiums. Richmond on Thursday announced that they're buying the balance of their Uke Meta Porter that they already that they don't already own. So up until now they've owned about twenty five percent. And they're making a um, offer to the other shareholders. Um, they're paying thirty eight dollars a share for this Uke Meta Porter platform, um, which is about a, 30, a, a, sorry, a 25% premium, it, it's not huge. You know, earnings accretive, it's about 1% this year, and then 3% earnings accretive in 2019. 
it's not going to make a huge difference, but it's a big deal that they're, that they're putting through. Hmm. And, I, and, and basically, I think the market, the market's okay with it, put it that way. Okay, and and there would be any other reasons why they would want to take a bigger stake in that. I mean, is it just like something that they know about the market changing in future? Yeah, so I think Richmond generally have struggled up until kind of end of last year when they did the big management turnaround. Rupert took the home again, um, and I think they feel like they're lagging a little bit in the online retail space. Right. Okay. So you, you know, Richmond very much luxury jewelry, luxury watches. They do own swatch, but if they play in that luxury space and Uke's Nessa Porter is it's not fast fashion like H and M or Zara, but it certainly isn't the Dior's or the Chanel. So I think they're just moving into a different space. And Richmond are well known for have sitting on huge piles of cash which they haven't deployed. And I guess this is part of the strategy. I mean Rupert always said he's not in any hurry to make big purchases or to pay overpay for anything. Um, so it's nice to see him finally spending some of those billions that he's sitting on. Hmm. Okay. Um, and then a, another company that reported a draft IT phenomenal earnings. I mean, this was a huge surprise. Organic growth alone, this is without acquisitions, and that IT are generally quite an acquisitive company. Organic earnings, so this is just, you know, kind of normal growth in the business grew by seventeen percent. When we when the last results, they grew by four percent. So a huge jump in organic earnings growth. And then they tend to play in the energy, financial, um, healthcare sector. So you know, Adapt IT provides um, IT solutions to these sectors. And they're now saying that they're going to chase or they have been chasing the hospitality index at in industry. And that's just, I don't know if you've ever seen in restaurants something called Micros. Those are the systems where they order, they bring the print out your bill, it does stock taking. Um, they purchased that recently, which has added significantly to their, not only their um, earnings per share, but also their bottom line. Margins for Micros is generally lower, so not, so not as big as kind of the earnings, the profit wasn't as big as the earnings growth. But still nice growth in that business. Um, so that was a nice one because we do own the shares. And it has come off a bit, especially during the EOH kind of uh, debacle, if you like, you know, when EOH were being uh, pointed at as being, what's the word, corrupt, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a good word. Um, Accurate. And, and, <laughs> um, and so all these IT companies, including Adapt IT, came off. So it's nice to see the share bounce. It was up about 7% on Thursday, just in the one day. So I think we're looking for a nice positive turnaround in that company. Cool. Um, and then just on the macro, we've had CPI inflation come out at 4.7%, slightly higher than we were expecting, but still very much in line with the Reserve Bank's target 3 to 6%. Um, and in fact, for 2017, inflation came in at 5.3% on average. So even that was well within the target range. You know, there's a lot of talk now about the Reserve Bank having the capacity to cut interest rates and give us, the consumer, a nice little break, which they didn't do two weeks ago, which we were all hoping they would. And you know when they cut interest rates, it's considered to be positive for GDP growth. And no doubt, 
we're going to need from GDP growth in this country. Yeah, well, between, um, between that and hopefully whatever Cyril's talking about sticking in Davos, it could happen. Absolutely. And, and that's exactly what kind of all the analysts are looking for. In fact, S&P last week was saying, you know, that potentially they might want, they didn't say that potentially there might be a downgrade, but they were making positive noises. And it, it really was Lissetia and Cyril in Davos saying that we could well avoid this downgrade because we have been put on downgrade watch, basically. Mm. And I think they're waiting to see what happens in the budget. Unfortunately, then, I, I mean, I wish I'm not such a negative Nancy, but unfortunately, it, it just does not look good for the budget in February. I mean, we still have big deficits, and I know everyone's really positive, um, but things in the budget don't turn around that quickly, and you're definitely expecting a tax increase as well. So. Yeah, well, that's the thing about so, that's the thing about facts, Anthea. They they're a lot more set in stone than feelings, so they can't just change. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And then, lastly, over the Atlantic Ocean, the U.S. GDP came in at two point six percent, which was also a bit disappointing. Poor old Donald Trump didn't get the three percent he was hoping for for last year because I think that was one of his "Make America Great" promises. Um, that he was going to produce 3% GDP growth, but he missed the mark, unfortunately. Well, we all know it wasn't his fault. It must have been the Mexicans or CNN <laughs> or Democrats. It, it, there was a, there was something else at play here. Maybe it was just fake news, Ben. Fake news. Or ultimately fake news, and now you're spreading it. <laughs> all right, and that's pretty much all from me today. I mean, that, that's quite a lot, actually. Lots of companies reporting. We're, we're definitely into the swing of things at the moment. Okay, very good. Anthea, we'll see you we'll see you next week. See you next week, Ben. Thanks. All right, fantastic. Guys, Bye. Anthea with your finance. You can catch the money shots each week here on Clifcentral.com and you'll find the podcast on the website too. Because Anthea and all her people and she's got this massive team. She's got like a team like <laughs> Trump and they're all just she does. putting the things together for you to know more about it's your money. Mission control. Happening she really there. does crack the whip in that team. She does. Huh? She's yeah. hardcore. I mean, yeah. she's all nice, pleasant here, but cheapest. I would not get her bad side of work. <laughs> this is cliffcentral.com.